Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to United Q Barbecue Podcast, the only barbecue podcast radio in the UK, brought to you by your host, Dan from United Q, and his co-host, Barbecue Forte. Hello. And this episode is brought to you by our kind sponsors, ProQ Smokers. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. And on today's show, we've got Danny from Bristol Drum Smokers. Hi, Danny. How you doing, guys? Yeah, great. Thanks for being on the show today, Danny. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Could you introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Of course. Yeah, um, my name's Danny Hawke. Um, I live in Bristol and I run Bristol Drum Smokers um, and we custom make uh, barbecues and drum smokers for people that love smoking. Awesome. Yeah, so I've seen lots of these drums that you've built out there on the web already. Um, uh huh. What got you into barbecue in the first place? In the first place, I think, well, I've always been a foodie. Um, I've always loved food, always looking out for new foods, new techniques. Um, and obviously living in Bristol, um, I was able to go to the first grill stock. I'm not too sure what year it was, but it was a fair few years ago now. Um, and I think that was where I had my first taste of real barbecue. Um, and then it, I was just kind of intrigued by it, really. Um, and then, obviously, more restaurants opening. It was a bit more accessible. Other people were doing it. Um, then I kind of just wanted to try it out for myself, really, um, and just started experimenting. I mean, I've not actually been into cooking, you know, authentic barbecue for that long. Um, but once you start doing it, as you know, you get you get fully hooked on it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's pretty addictive stuff, isn't it? Very, very, yeah. It's taken <laughs> um, over our lives so now. Consumed yeah. our lives. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it was just you know just being it just being around that sort of. I mean, as you know, it's a lot more popular now than it was sort of you know five ten years ago. Um, so you you know you just taste different things. People doing different burgers, pulled pork, ribs, and then it's like right, how can I do that? Um, and then then it started that sort of led me to get my first um just i just went up to b&q one day and just they just had some kettle barbecues in there and i thought ah this could be the start of something so yeah i just bought a little kettle barbecue and then it was kind of like right i need something a little bit bigger as you do and then um so what, what what was it that you did you start on a was it a Weber kettle a Weber? Well, do you know what I've still got it? It's not even a Weber kettle. I mean, it does the same thing. It's got you know, it's the same thing. It's just not as posh as a Weber one, unfortunately. <laughs> but it, it it got me into it. You know, it, it was yeah, awesome. Um, you know, it's the same size as one of the bigger Webers. I think it's like fifty-seven centimeters. You know, the, the bigger one. Yeah, um, you can fit a fair amount of food on it, and you can cook in directly on it, which was kind of what I wanted to be able to do as well as grill. So. I mean, you know, I think for a hundred quid or whatever it was, it kind of that was that opened up the doors really for you know getting into it a lot more. But um, yeah, that's I mean, one of the beautiful things about barbecue, though, is you don't need a an awful lot of money or anything. You could, I mean, just a few bricks, you and you really could build don't. yourself a. I, I'm quite into the the whole build your own own things, and I've I've tried building a few things myself, and and I just think that's that's the beauty of it. You don't actually need so much money to get into it it's one of those things that you really can actually don't. just chuck a few bits together and make yourself a smoker or or there's like kits and stuff online there's people like you who, who are putting out smokers and, and like it, yeah. there's just so much around now that, that it's actually quite an easy thing to get into and it's such a fun thing to get into all you need is a little bit of outside space which is wicked exactly this is it and a bit of time and a bit of patience and you know off you go yeah it's perfect so yeah, I mean, that's how it started, really. Um, yeah, just from buying a little B&Q kettle barbecue. And then it kind of led to sort of looking at, you know, different smokers. Um, and then I bought, I was scouring um, Gumtree, I think, and I, ca- I came across this, like, gigantic offset smoker. And I thought, wow, I've, I need to get that. I think it was, like, 50 quid or something. It was so cheap. It was pretty, pretty buttered. But... Um, my dad brought it up from Plymouth for me, and when it arrived, it was um, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit shonky. But I just, you know, I gave it a bit of TLC, did it up a little bit, and I cooked on that for a while, and that was cool. The capacity was great and everything, uh, but that was, you know, that was kind of a full time job cooking on that thing. Do you know what I mean? It was, uh, <laughs> it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hold its heat very well, um, and it was literally just sort of, you know, applying coals uh, every yeah, half an hour. Constantly stoking it 
it was it's cool do you know what i mean if you, i mean when you're getting into it i think that's a great way to learn it you know you just have to tend to the fire quite a bit and keep an eye on things and you know it was great um and that sort of lasted for a while and then it was like kind of well, i, I want to be able to like chill my guests and stuff and i've got people over and i want to be able to like go out for a bit i don't want to constantly be shoveling coals onto a fire all the time and that's when I started looking into um, different types of smokers and started doing a bit of research, really. Um, and obviously, I, I explored all the sort of standard ones that people look at, really, which is, you know, pro cues that you guys use, um, the Smoky Mountains, and um, drum smokers. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's it sort of progressed through there, really. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing. That's another beautiful thing about barbecues. Uh, uh, like, the way it is, is that you can actually like you can t- get involved as much as you want now and you can step away as much as you want now some of these cookers now i mean like for instance like the the green mountain grills for instance you can just hook up to a temperature it's, it's all done wi-fi and you can just walk away and the and let the yeah. smoke do its magic and just come back to it in in 16 20 hours whatever whatever you want to do and come back to it and you've got the cook or again like you said you can go for like an offset where you've got to it's a lot of fire management and stuff like that and and you can be as involved yeah. as you want to be and, and that's the beauty of it and if you get used to your smoker and get to know it which is the most important thing obviously but like you said sure. i mean like my pro q i can go to sleep and and know in the morning that i'm going to wake up and it will be at the temperature i want it to be at and and that's just from getting to know it and, and using it and practicing and and that's that is the beauty of it now is is that that's the sort of oh i i'm amazed by it and people are amazed by it when when i i still am amazed by it myself that i can go to bed and wake up and that i've got this fire that's in the bottom of here <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's it a is. beautiful thing yeah <laughs> um, so, so what made yeah, you I mean, go with the like, drums then well, it was just from doing a lot of research, um, and I was. What happened was, I actually went onto the barbecue, the British Barbecue Society Facebook page. I just stumbled across it just through Google, I think, and I put a post up on there, just asking if anyone had um, a secondhand smoker to sale because I wasn't really. Do you know what I mean? It was at that point where I didn't really want to throw like four hundred quid at something straight away. I wanted to sort of, you know what I mean? Because I didn't yeah. know if I was going to be using it too much. So I posted that up, and everyone was like, "Oh, if you, you know, if you want a bit of a budget," which I was at the time. Um, Matt Deacon, who is pitmaster for um, a barbecue team, uh, Smokers Pocus, he he basically put me forward to them basically, and. Um, he was like, I've just made one of these, you know, they're rock solid, um, look into it. And I looked into it and I was like, wow, they're pretty cool. Um, I need to make one of those. Because, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the building aspect of things as well. And it was kind of like, I'm probably going to get a bit more enjoyment out of this if I actually put it together myself um, and work it like that, you know. And that, that, I just sort of went to that option just because it seemed right at the time, really. It was in my budget. Um, I got to build it. And um, they just look pretty cool, you know. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Uh, there's, I guess it's like a manly thing when you like you build something yourself. There's always that that bit of pride, and like you just get to always in your mind that that's that was a bit of it's a bit of you, really, isn't it? So you got that chance exactly. to build it yourself and everything. So so that's really cool. Well, and I, I know a lot of the uh, sort of winning winning American uh, sort of barbecue teams at the minute, the championship teams are using a. Uh, are using the, the drum smokers and uh, is it? smoking there, smoking yeah. hills. I think it is uh, who yeah. won the the world food championships with with uh, barbecue. I mean that's what they're using. They're using uh, drum smokers as well. So I know they're really really popular. I haven't actually had a chance to properly use one. So uh, it's something I'm definitely interested in, uh, in getting involved yeah, with. They're, they're awesome cookers, man. I mean, obviously, it's an all-in-one unit. There's no gaps. You know, there's no nowhere for sort of heat to escape. So they they hold their temperature sort of rock solid. And obviously, the drums that we use um, and the drums, you know, for the gateway smokers that are popular as well in America, the steel is actually pretty thick. You know, so um, a lot thicker than you, you know, some of your cheap offsets and stuff that you get over here. So they, they you know, they hold their temperature really well. They're, they're really good in the wind, they're really good in the rain, and obviously the capacity of them as well. You know, you, you can put quite a lot of charcoal on there, so you can cook for a, a long, long time. So, yeah, and obviously they, they just seem to, they seem to enjoy cooking a little bit hotter as well, which, um, which is good. You can cook a little bit quicker on them as you need to. So, they're, you know, they're perfect for what I need them for, really. 
So are you are you te- do you tend to be cooking a, a bit more hot and fast then? Is that your sort of style? Do you know what? Um, my magic number seems to be 260. It just seems to be where my, my smoker likes to sit nicely forever. And um, I, every time I cook something, I'm just sort of not really worried about the temperature too much and just let the smoker do the work. I've had really, really good results with everything at 260, so I'd to stick to that, to be honest with you. Um, so anything around that, I mean, I've done, I do my chicken and things like that. I do a lot hotter. I sort of cook, you know, well, well over 300, between 325 and 350 Fahrenheit on the chickens. Um, I'm still a bit scared to cook a brisket that hot, though, to be honest with you. So when I do a brisket, I normally... I'll keep it quite low because I'll, I'll do that overnight normally. Um, and if I can't keep an eye on it or whatever, I just, you know, there's it's less to worry about. I know I'm not going to wake up in the morning and just sort of have a brisket biscuit sat in the, uh, <laughs> sat in the smoker, you know. The name, so, the name's yeah, gone I mean, from gone from my head, but I actually saw someone on the uh, one of the forums, the Countrywood Smoke Forum, who had uh, hot and fast some some short ribs, a rack of short ribs the other day, and then uh, Kelly used used his technique, uh, Kelly Bramill that is, and uh, used yeah. his technique and just and she posted up some pictures hot and fast of of it some beef, so yeah. and they looked so <laughs> yeah. so she good. Absolutely nailed those. Yeah, nailed so I'm just those. like, oh, I mean, I don't know. I just want to. I'm like a bit skeptic of the beef short ribs, like. They're like my favourite thing to barbecue, and I'm like, oh, hot and fast it, and I'm just see, I just to see what those two had done. I'm now like, where yeah. can I get myself a rack of? Sh- I need to go get myself a rack of short ribs and give it a try. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's my I mean, next cook. At the end of the day, you don't you don't know until you try these things, and I mean to be honest with you, I've had better results cooking a little bit hotter. Um, when I do my beef ribs, it's, you know, like I said, between sort of like two sixty and two seventy five. Really, that's the sort of area that I cook in. Um, but that's partly just because the smoking seems to like to sit at that, you know, temperature. And like I said, it cooks a little bit quicker. I always get a really nice bark when I'm cooking at that temperature. It, you know, each to their own. Everyone's got their different techniques, but that's kind of just works for me, really. But, yeah, I mean, Ed, Ed from Bunch of Swines is always cooking hot and fast in his drums. And obviously he wins competition after competition. You know, he's, he knows what he's doing. Mm. So yeah, definitely start training around some hot and fast. I think. Can you can you describe what a drum smoker is to someone who doesn't know what a drum smoker is? So um, our drum smokers are uh, fifty-five gallon steel drums, which are like direct from the factory, so they're not um, you know lacquered or anything like that. So it's basically a steel drum. Um, at the bottom, you have um, some sliding vents that are going to control your temperatures. Um, and they're pretty sensitive as well. So obviously you open them up when you want more heat and you close them down when you want to, you know, stabilise the temperature and cool it down. Um, they contain a charcoal basket, um, which is adjustable. And my drums, you can have them at two different heights. So you can use them for grilling at the top and then you can put them at the bottom for smoking. Um, and then there's a couple of grill bolts inside um, that hold the grill grates on and there's some vents in the top. So it's very simple. You just fill your charcoal basket up, um, apply some you know, uh, lit, lit charcoal to the top of the unlit stuff, put it to the bottom, um, open up your vents until you're sort of close to your target temperature and then close them down so they're just slightly open. And that way you're going to have good airflow coming through the bottom, um, smoke's going to be coming up, and you've got a vent in the top, which you keep open most of the time so you've got that airflow going through. And that's it. It's just basically a can with um, some charcoal in the bottom and a grill grate. It's very simple but very effective. So you can you can have your your fire your your charcoal uh, nice and close at the top, and you can sort of direct grill. And at the bottom, is do you have any sort of plate or a hot plate in there to so you can indirect yeah. or, or is there? Yeah, this is this is another. This is something that I mean they're they're really versatile. Um, so I mean quite often I use a heat deflector where you've got. So you've got some hooks at the bottom where you, you, you hook your um, charcoal basket into so it's not actually touching the bottom of the drum, you know, so you've got a good airflow going through. And then there's some hooks halfway up which you can either use to put your charcoal basket on so you can do some direct grilling on the top or you can use that, the hooks at the sort of the middle, in the middle of the drum to put another cooking grate on and then you can either put a water pan on there, um, you can put a heat deflector on there so you can cook truly indirect, indirect, sorry, or you know you can um, you can cook directly over the coals. I mean, it's 
it depends on what you go for, really. Personally, I like I like the flavour of fat hitting the coal because it kind of base it bases the meat and it does give it a, a slightly different flavour. But perhaps for you know a brisket or something you're going to be cooking for well over twelve hours, you might want to put a deflector in there just because you know it might get a little bit too smoky or there might be too much fat hitting the fire over a long period of time. So. You know, it's up to you really how you work it, but I, I, I use both techniques for different different styles of cooks, really. Yeah, awesome. So you can keep it direct, but you can increase the distance if you wanted to without the heat deflector by putting the charcoal at the bottom, or you can direct yeah. it like sort of uh, whilst you're closer to the charcoal, or again, you can exactly. have it. So it's, it's so versatile. That's that's awesome. That's that's one of the things I, I love about the Pro-Q. It's, it's, it's versatility is just like oh, next to none, but it sounds like these uh, these drum smokers can be just as versatile, which is, which is awesome. Definitely. I mean, I've got a Pro-Q myself. I was lucky enough to win one in one of their um, recipe competitions back in the summer, which I was pretty stoked about. Um, which, yeah, I've got, um, it's Pro-Q, um, it's the middle range one. Is it the Elite? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the There's Frontier the XL, Elite, the I one. think. That's the one I've got, yeah. And it's the, the fact that you can change the stackers around and, and sort of change when you're in the middle of a cook and just swap things around, I think that's genius. Really, really cool. Well, what a prize that was, the winner, yeah. winner Pro-Q. What, what, what recipe did you use? Can you uh, give um, us a run through I the recipe? Did, yeah, I did... Um, uh, it was a kind of like... Imagine a scotch egg, but um, instead of egg in the middle, it was mac and cheese. So it's kind of a mac and cheese um, sort of wrapped in spicy sausage meat and then wrapped in bacon and then smoked um, over cherry, I think I did it, and then glazed it at the end. Um, yes. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were good, man. They were good. I think I've um, actually seen yeah, Ty they... cook those, I think. Yeah. I think I've seen Ty... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty he, sure. He loves them, I think. Yeah, he loves them. But, um, yeah, I was quite surprised. I was so stoked when I won that, obviously, um, and they hooked me up proper. I obviously sent me the smoker, sent me about five, six bags of their smoking wood, um, like a therma pen, um, so a t-shirt, just loads of goodies, basically. So, yeah, big up, big up ties for that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so what what goes into your mac and cheese, then? Um, I actually use um, a bit of a weird technique that I sort of... Um, it's a bit of a modernist mac and cheese, really. It uses um, this stuff called... Um, sodium citrate which is like a citric salt which you can you can buy online but um it basically makes you can you can turn any cheese into um a liquid form whereas you know if you were just to chuck a block of cheese into a saucepan and try and melt it it's not going to work is it all the fats are going to separate but what this actually does is binds all the fats and the proteins together so you can um you can yeah, you can turn any cheese into into like a, a sauce. So you just literally need like a little bit of beer. So if I'm making my mac and cheese. It's literally a little bit of beer in the bottom. Um, then I put a sodium citrate, and then you put your cheese in and stir it over heat, and it literally melts it down into um, like a pure sort of cheese sauce. And obviously, it doesn't mask like when you use a roux, you're using a, a you know, butter and a flour, which is kind of mass. Yeah, as I say, you're not making a cheese sauce, and are you? You're actually just putting yeah, cheese. It's like in. a cheese sauce, not yeah, not just a, cheese, not a white sauce, <laughs> an actual cheese sauce. Wow, this is epic! Yeah. Yeah. you should see our faces now. We keep looking at each other like we've discovered something amazingly new Ridiculous. and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is this magic wizardry <laughs> you've described <laughs> to us? I'll send you a link for it. Um, yeah. And obviously, it's just basically a really intense flavour. Um, it sets really well as well. So I'm kind of giving away all my techniques here that I'm planning to use. And yeah, that's what we're all about. Keep coming, keep coming. <laughs> so what cheeses do you go for? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you can do it. I mean, in my mac and cheese, I like to use a nice strong cheddar. I might use a little bit of um, mozzarella. And I, I normally throw a little bit of blue as well because I'm a big blue cheese fan. But... Um, another cool thing about this technique is you can make um, like American style processed cheese slices. You know how they melt, but they haven't really got any flavour. So they look, you know, they the traditional American cheese is, is quite bland, but it melts really nicely on burgers. You can literally make cheese slices um, that actually taste like cheese, but melt like American cheese, if you know what I mean. So it's yeah. um, it's just awesome. You know, you can make like blue cheese slices, or you yeah. can make 
smoked applewood cheese slices. It's um, so it's, the technique on that is that just like making the, the cheese sauce you've described using, like for instance, like the beer, the uh, the sodium yeah. magic yeah, magic sodium stuff, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then adding the cheese, and then what you just put out on a tray yeah. and then and then let it set. Yeah, so you then you mix, you put um, you cook pasta in it, you lay it down on a tray, so it's about I don't know an inch thick or something. You let that set in the fridge, um, and then. You know, for at least sort of four or five hours, so it's, it's you know it's nice and firm. And then you take it out, uh, make sure you've got nice wet hands so it doesn't stick to them too much. And then you sort of cut the, cut the chunks out into little squares and try and form them into like sort of golf ball sort of size. And then you lay your sausage meat out. With, um, I always have like a bit of barbecue rub or whatever sort of seasonings I've got to hand to that. Um, and then you just sort of mould it round. Um, mould it around the mac and cheese. You've got a nice sort of, you know, scotch egg type size ball. Um, and then flatten out some bacon so it's not too thick. Um, sort of bash it down with a, with a knife or a rolling pin. And then just wrap, wrap the bacon around um, the sausage meat. Let it set in the fridge again. And, um, yeah, just get it on the smoker. Um, and, yeah, a couple, a couple of hours at about 250. Give it a little glaze with some maple syrup. Um, and you're laughing basically. Nice. Do you ever put a smoked yeah. cheese into it or not? You could definitely put a smoked cheese in there. Mm. That's what I mean. It's, it's totally up to you how you want to style your mac and cheese, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, everyone's got their own techniques and things they like to use for sure. You've just shared an but, yeah. epic ingredient with us. So I'm going to share something with you that I recently discovered. Uh, it's uh, it's Quicks Farm Cheese from Exeter. It's a smoked. It's <laughs> Ben's got it up on his screen. Yeah, I guess he was about to say something. <laughs> they do a smoked oak, and I was I was in Waitrose of all places, and I was like, uh, uh, "What smoked cheese do you have?" And I was like, "I was going to be making a mac and cheese, and I wanted some smoked cheese for it." And they were like, "Oh, have you tried this one?" And I was like, "Nope, never heard of it in my life. Never seen it. It's a local cheese." I was like, "I'm all for that. Give me a bit." Yeah, and I've never. T- uh, it was absolutely epic like your real cheese we've ever eaten yeah like a nice mature cheddar but with an yeah. awesome smoke to it it's the best cheese i've ever had in my life and i was like yep well, give me that quick so. quick makes some amazing cheese anyway so yeah i can imagine it was um yeah it was on point definitely but i'll keep an eye out for some of that yeah They've definitely that look at it yeah yeah they do and they oak smoke it with their own oak off of the farm as well yeah they cut down their own oak trees and use them to to smoke with which is pretty epic so all for yeah, that. I'm probably as fanatical about cheese as I am barbecue, so yeah, I'm going to get on that for mm. sure. <laughs> I do an oak smoked goat's cheese as well. Awesome. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about when it comes to, like, you described that you put some, like, rub and stuff in there, maybe. What, what mm-hmm. rubs do you tend to use? Do you make your own rub guy, or do you buy I, in rubs? Um, yeah, do you know what? I've got, um, I'm quite lucky in Bristol. We've got some cool places. Um, there's a place called Scoop Away, which is, um, it's a health food shop, but out the back, they've kind of got, imagine a sweet shop, but for spices. So they've just got big tubs of spices, and you literally go in there, and you just scoop what you want, put it into a bag, and they weigh it, and you buy it. So yeah, awesome. it's really, really cheap. You can, they've literally got everything in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I just enjoy the whole process, really. I like having a good stock of herbs and spices. I like, you know... I like mixing stuff up. I like doing stuff to my own taste. So it'd be silly really not to take advantage of that. Um, so, yeah, I do make a lot of my own rubs. Um, I have tried quite a few commercial rubs as well. Um, a few of the American ones, like Big Popper, make some some decent rubs. They're quite they're quite heavy on salt, but they're um, you know they've got some great flavours. Um, but I think hands down, like the best work, commercial rubs that I've tried are. Um, the one-man barbecue army, Steve Hayes' rubs. I know that um, Dr. Evil was talking about them on the show last week, but they're, um, they're awesome rubs. I don't know if you've tried any yourself. Yeah, we've tried pretty much all of them. Yeah, I've got them all. They are good, aren't they? They're really, really, really I haven't good actually tasty. tried. He's, he's got some new ones out there. Uh, I haven't actually tried. Like I think the meat makeup and stuff like that, I haven't had a go at yet. Yeah, but, no, uh, I've not tried those ones. No, I've tried, no. I've just you know, the standard, the gorilla powder and the heavy artillery and um, that range there, I've, I've yeah. Seen, yeah, I saw he saw he put out a message at one point saying like he's going to stop doing the Molotov editions. So if you want to get some, then this is going to be the last lot. And I was like, mm, that's my favourite. Yeah, went on and just ordered like <laughs> ten kilos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're decent. I mean, he's knocking out some amazing stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, his web's great. 
Um, and yeah, but generally, um, you know, I, I just tend to mix my own. I just enjoy the process. Um, and yeah, you can kind of, you know, have a play around. It's all about experimenting really, isn't it? Yeah, do you, yeah, do you have a standard sort of go-to selection of spices for you, like a standard yeah, barbecue? I mean, gem- generally, I mean, I tweak it, I tweak it all the time. Like, I think every time I make a batch up, I, I will try something a little bit different. But generally, it's you know, I use a soft brown sugar. Um, I use um, like a kosher salt um, and paprika. I normally use a bit of smoked um, and a bit of standard um, paprika. I like to mix paprikas up one for colour and two for flavour, obviously. Um, a little bit of chilli powder, uh, normally like an ancho chilli powder or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and a bit of cumin normally, and I like playing around with different types of peppercorns, so um, I don't know if you've heard of long peppercorns before, they're quite, you know, they're just like long peppercorns, but they give a great flavour, um, so I've been using those quite a bit, and mixed peppercorns, um, garlic powder, um, onion powder, and that's, you know, stuff that's pretty much the basics and then you can yeah, tweak, tweak it as, as you want to go yeah yeah no I'm, I'm fairly similar sounds sounds pretty similar mm. to sort of stuff i tend to go for which is awesome yeah isn't it's it? just about getting your ratios right really isn't it and just playing around with the different sort of um the sweet and the heat and you know the, the salt content it's you know it is a balancing game and it you know it always depends on on what you're cooking but i gen- i generally have quite a like a stock rub and then depending on what i'm cooking um, I will, you know, I'll add some more stuff to it. Um, if, you know, if I'm cooking a pork shoulder for a long time, I won't put, I, I'll, I'll kind of mix a few other spices in with it so it's not too sugary, so it doesn't burn too easily, you know, so it's just about tweaking things really and having to play around. Yeah, awesome. I was cooking at the weekend for some, I mean, I'm quite a chilly head. I like things to be a little bit hotter, full of flavour still, but I, I, I just like things to be a little bit hotter, so... For me, I would have. I just had to ramp it back a little bit because I, I had some people around at the weekend which which aren't such chilly heads, and I know that whenever I make food for them, they're always like too hot, too hot, too hot every single yeah. time. So uh, it's just like one of those where okay, you got your your sort of standard rubs, and then you just adjust it for for your guests or or for your meat exactly, or for your yeah. cook or whatever, which is quite nice. That's one of the beauties about making it yourself, I feel. But at the same time, yeah, I'm all for I'm all for commercial rubs and and support a few people yeah. and tried amazing ones. But at the same time, I do love I do love making my own and and uh, and really enjoy what what you can get from that. Yeah, definitely. It's all part of the fun, I think. Do you know what I mean? But I know that um, I know a lot of the competition barbecuers, you know, that they're more they are sort of. I think it, it must be just the consistency. I think, and they sort of, you know, they a lot of them use commercial rubs and mix the commercial rubs together, which is you know, which is cool. They know what they're doing. I'm not, you know, I'm not a competition barbecuer, but I know Matt Deacon, who um, from Smokers Pokers, he's you know, he's he knows his commercial rubs and, you know, he's got his reasons why he uses them and, you know, I go totally respect that as well, you know. Yeah, well, if you're in a competition you've got to be consistent, I mean you've got to know yeah, do, what you're yeah. putting into it yeah. is what you got last time, but you've tweaked and, it a bit. You've got so. to know what the judges go for as well, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all part of it really, isn't it? So Mm-hmm. That's not what the pro key guys were saying about the wood blocks, the wood chunks and stuff. And and I actually I'm lucky enough to have a guy lives across the road who who's a, a tree surgeon, so I get some wood from him. And and I hadn't thought about it in that way that actually with those blocks, you know, every single time if you put in three blocks and you know what you're getting and, and stuff like that. I've only just really started recently to to start monitoring what I'm putting because I've always been the sort of cook, chuck just a bit of this, chuck on. a bit of that. And <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I, I sort of before I start a cook, I'm like, right, I'm just going to make a note of everything. I'm doing, um, and I just never, never really did. No. <laughs> 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 um, and it, I mean, it always turns out alright. But you know, if you're going for that consistency, if you want to be winning competitions, and you need, you know, it's, you need to be on point with your consistency, really, and definitely knowing how much wood you're putting in and what you know, your the same rub you're using is the same sort of batch from last time, and you know, it's all there's a lot to it, but. Yeah, I'm a little bit more slapdash like yourselves, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so what? what's your favourite wood for smoking with? Um, do you know what? Um, I, I've got, I, I kind of like apple. I've got loads of apple, which I've, I think I've just got used to it. So I, I do really enjoy that. But I, I, apple and cherry is a nice mix. Um, I like using hickory as well, but I don't have any of that hand. I mean, it depends on what I'm cooking, really. 
I mean, for beef, um, I really like an oak or an hickory with, with, with beef. Um, I've got quite a bit of oak still from the competition that I won, actually. Broke blocks of oak, so I use that for my beef. If I'm doing a pork shoulder, I'll, I'll do some apple and cherry over that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a favourite, um, but, you know, I have favourites for different types of meat that I like to use. Is there is there certain woods that burn better in the drum smoker, or does that any type of wood work in it? Any type of wood works in it really, as long as it's obviously seasoned properly. Um, you know, I mean, you don't really have to use a lot of wood in them. I've got to say, it's like a couple a couple of decent chunks will just sort of burn away for hours and hours and hours and hours. I mean, I was quite surprised um, when I first got into it how little wood you actually used. Um, I learned the hard way. I just thought you'd need to use loads. So just shut loads in down. I was like, oh, it's pretty uh, acrid and bitter. But, I mean, as you know, you just, you don't. Some people have, uh, you know, prefer it a lot more smoky, but I, I just think, you know, less is more sometimes, especially with, with you know, some of the heavier woods you saw. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't really noticed any sort of difference in, you know, the burn times of the woods that I'm using because I kind of, I try and sort of pick equal sort of size lumps every time fist-sized lumps if I can and they, they, you know I'll put three chunks in that, that will last you know a full cook really great cool we've touched on rubs and woods and stuff do you do you have, do you have a brine or, or inject your meats for home at cooking I have done I mean I do I do brine quite a bit anyway outside of barbecue and um, it definitely I mean I know there's a bit of a debate on the internet about the brine and thing the other, the other week but I mean to be honest I, I actually but, uh, you know, I think it helps for sure. Um, I like I like to brine my chickens. Um, but I think they just turn out awesome once you brine the chicken. Um, I brined a um, a pork tenderloin actually last weekend, and I just grilled that after after it being in the brine for you know twelve hours, and that was absolutely awesome. Um, I have when I do a brisket, I'll inject it. So I'll um, I'll use a sort of a beef consomme or like a, a like a nice clean beef stock um a bit of soy sauce um you know anything sort of umami sort of flavors i'd use that for beef um for pork shoulders i i do tend to inject those as well um i use like an apple juice a bit of um cider vinegar a bit of sugar a bit of worcester sauce um maybe chucking a bit of you know barbecue sauce that i've made or something like that just to add a little bit more flavor which you can do with pork because it tends to enjoy a bit of a bit of a beef up, you know. Mm. So yeah, I do. I do I marinate. I mean, I wet marinade stuff as well. So um, mixing a bit of like a neutral sort of tasting oil with um, some barbecue rub that I've made up, and use that as a rub on chicken or chicken breasts or something before grilling. So yeah, I do. I do marinade. I inject. So I dry rub. I sort of. I, I experiment with it all. To be honest with you, I love it all. Awesome. It's great to have so many tools in the arsenal, and, and that's why I think I, I love I love brining chicken as well. I love brining. I'm a big fan of brining and experimenting with it, but I don't brine every time. I, I sometimes do, no. sometimes don't. Again, it goes back to like who I'm cooking for or what I'm trying to achieve, and and I think it's the beauty of it. Time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you've got the time. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm like, yeah, finished work, and I haven't got anything that I'm having for dinner tonight, so I'll just go to the shop and buy some chicken, and, and I'm not going to then go home and and brine it for twelve hours. So it's just one yeah, of those things. It's, it's, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. If you've got if you've got the ingredients flying around and you've got the time why not, why not try it and if you, if you don't see any benefits from it just don't do it again you know, yeah you've got to try things, these you know, things out haven't you yeah, try exactly, it for yourself exactly. <laughs> what would go into a, a standard brine of yours then um, it's basic like salt sugar um, and then some aromatics really so I'll chuck in something like lemon half bay leaf peppercorns um, yeah anything, anything that I've got to hand really fresh herbs yeah, whatever I've got, really. Awesome. Yeah, uh, cool. hand. yeah, I don't really stick to too many rules. I mean, I might I might use some reference for the sort of ratios of salt and sugar and things like that um, if I'm using those, just so I don't, you know, go overboard with it. But yeah. in terms of aromatics, it's kind of what you've got to hand, really, what's growing in the garden and what, what you've got on the shelves. Awesome. What would be your, f- your favourite cook at home? Have you got, like, a family favourite, which everyone's always like, please, Danny, yeah, cook uh, us this? Yeah. Well, there's always, we always, whenever the barbecue gets lit, um, there's always some ribs on there. So I'd say, like, there's, there's always ribs being cooked. 
whenever we do a barbecue. But go to, I mean, it's hard. I like it's like cooking it all really. So there's always ribs on, but when we're doing ribs, I mean, I like doing like a lamb, like lamb breast is probably one of my sort of signature dishes that I like doing on there. Yeah, which is kind of um, a really cheap cut, which you're probably aware of, and mm. you know, you roll it out, um, stuff it with um, capers and garlic and fresh herbs roll it back up and then sort of tie it up and then just smoke that nice and hot for, you know, for a few hours and then wrap it up um, to tenderise it and you just end up with this beautifully forked tender chunks of lamb. It's, it's delightful. That's a family favourite. Pork belly's another one. We get quite a bit of pork belly around here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't have a, a particular favourite that I enjoy cooking. I just think I like cooking it all to be honest with you. With that, did you describe that lamb? Did you say you cook it, uh, like smoke it out, and then roll it up afterwards, and then? S- yeah, no, no. I, I basically, I'll get it to the butcher. Um, it will just be sort of like a big, messy sort of lump of lamb breast, and I'll, I'll sort of trim it up a little bit, um, take any sort of excess fat off it, um, and then then I'll sort of marinate the inside of it, stuff it, and roll it up, and then I'll, I'll cook it sort of rolled. If you know what okay, I mean? Okay. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, it just um, and then when it's actually cooked, you can slice it into um, into discs. You know, it looks quite chefy. It, it looks yeah. nice on the plate. Yeah, it does look the part, doesn't it? I I got a whole lamb from my friend Joe, who's a farmer, and that nice. was like one of the pieces left at the end that I'd never cooked before, which I did the other day. So did something very similar with. It. Yeah, it went pretty well actually. Yeah, it went something similar to you, I guess, really. But I went for like a spinach and mushrooms and nice. a few herbs and spices in there. And then nice. just rolled it up and smoked it for two or three hours, and that was, yeah, it's pretty good actually. Brought nice. some in for Barbecue yeah. Monday, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had quite an epic Barbecue Monday today. Yeah, we both done like quite big cooks over the weekend, so we both we <laughs> yeah. had a, an epic Monday today. I mean, we started off, I think it was around like sort of eleven o'clock with a pulled pork bap, pulled pork roll, and brioche buns, oh. and brioche buns, and we progressed. <laughs> <laughs> bit of crackling yeah, that progressed yeah, on to uh, some lollipop chicken some Whoa, uh, then like uh, <laughs> then that moved on to dino turds uh, courtesy of uh, oh Marcus Borden and then we finished wow. off with some chicken thighs so today's been a good <laughs> day <laughs> wow yeah wow incredible not bad for a Monday for sure yeah the missus is going to be listening yeah, she's going to tell I, me I, off I when I get home now lolly- yeah, I saw those lollipop chickens you cooked, actually. They, turned, they looked like they turned out awesome. Yeah, they tasted awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was really yeah, happy I've with them, them, actually. I've done them once before. Yeah, I've done them once before. They look like the part, don't they? And they, they do taste great. Sure. Yeah, definitely. They're, and they're nice to eat as well, like the way it's done. It's just like it's not, it doesn't feel as messy. It feels a bit easier to eat yeah, it yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You touched on the fact that you haven't competed yourself. Is that something you're looking at doing or, 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 do you, or not really or...? You know what? Um, it's something that I'm really interested in. Um, it's not something that I'm sort of I want to start a team or anything. But I am actually cooking this year and grill stock. I'm helping Matt from Smokers Papers for kind of um, yeah. We're going to join forces, so I will be cooking a grill stock this year um, as part of a team. So that'll be my first sort of bit of um, competition cooking that I would have, have experienced really. So I, I am really looking forward to it. Um, just to sort of, yeah, I'm, I, it's going to be a good experience. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, and you're going to be cooking on one of your drums there? Yeah, I'm going to have a few of them set up, I think. Yeah, um, so, yeah I'll, I'll be cooking on the drums for sure. It's the only thing I know how to cook on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be cooking on those. So, yeah, obviously there'll be all the, you know, the, the mess handing, which is sort of ribs, pork, brisket and chicken. I think Matt's going to obviously nail those because that's, that's his forte. And then I'm going to be um, taking care of the burger and the chef's choice and the wings, I do believe. Hopefully, not all on my own. I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous, but it's all about the fun, really, isn't it? And we're just going to have a crack of things and, um, yeah, see how it goes. But, yeah, it, it's just going to be cool seeing how the other teams work and um, meeting a few people and picking up some new ideas and techniques. And, yeah, all the rest of it. Exactly. It's, it's barbecue at the end of the day. You're going to have fun. Do you know I mean, you're going to have a good time. There's going to be plenty of familiar faces around and people you're going to meet, and we'll be there to, to try some of it. Don't worry. And uh, we'll be <laughs> yeah, over to yeah, hang yeah, around and say hello. Few, yeah, a few names to faces. Um, I'm actually going on a little competition barbecue course, actually, run by um, Steve that we were talking about earlier on. So it's Steve, Charlie, 
and Allen, so it's Hammer and Tongs, uh, Smoking Penguin and Priscilla all joining forces to um, put on a barbecue uh, course day, basically. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, yeah, I'll come away from that with a bit more knowledge and a bit, mm. more, sort of, a bit more geared up to the event. So I'm really excited about that. It should be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that looked like an epic course. Mm. Like three, three amazing barbecue teams putting on a course together. That that looks pretty awesome. So I'm sure yeah, you're going to learn so so much on that day. For anyone that's listening yeah. that, that would like to get in that course and in, in, in the future, you said it was with Priscilla, uh, Charlie, and yeah, so it's smoking penguin, um, hammer and tongs, and Priscilla, um, queen of the fire pit. They're the three, three teams that are sort of all combining forces to um, put on this day of epic food and yeah endless techniques and yeah it's going to be awesome i think mm, cool sounds sounds good sounds good to me and if, if people wanted to to find you so they're going to find you at grill stock you're going to be cooking there any any other events yeah. or anything you're going to be doing over the summer yeah um i think well i'm de- well i'm pretty sure that i'll be at um burning um, on cc festival and doing something like that are you are you guys going to be there as well for that yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've yeah. we've confirmed. We're there. We're there. Yeah, <laughs> it's out. Yeah, so I'm going to be there one way or whether I'm sort of doing a demo on the drums or just helping to cut. I want to be involved as much as possible this year, really. So yeah, I'll definitely be there, um, helping helping out there, and hopefully doing a little demo on the drums and um, a little demo cooking stuff. So I'll be doing I'll be doing that. Obviously doing grill stock. Um, and I had an interesting email from um, Carhartt. I'm, I'm not sure if you know Carhartt, but sort of clothing brand. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they dropped me an email, and they're looking to do some sort of work, like collaboration projects together this year, which is pretty exciting. So I might be popping up at some of their events and some of their little store openings and stuff like that, really. I I don't really know too much about it because, you know, we're, we're, we're in talks and we've got to have meetings and stuff, but that should be pretty exciting. Mm, but, um, watch this space. Yeah, breaking yeah, news, guys. You had it here first. <laughs> yeah, so that, I'll put some info up on um, on the Facebook page and stuff when I find out about that, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, other than that, there's a few other things in the pipeline as well. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I kind of want to start um, just progressing the business a little bit more. Um, in terms of obviously keep on knocking out some decent smokers, but then looking to sort of doing a bit of catering myself. Mm-hmm. So doing some pop up events um, in Bristol, and you know maybe at some other events, some tea festivals and stuff. So start doing that. It's kind of what I want to get into as well as um, making the drums. So it's kind of it branches out a little bit, but it's still under all the same umbrella you know what i mean yeah awesome yeah although london will always be like the the hub of all activity in the uk it seems like bristol have really gotten behind the sort of barbecue scene and i suppose grill stock probably has a lot to do with that and and sort of the the catalysts of that but it seems like you're in a really good place to to get to get cracking on a lot of different things it it seems like bristol's really got behind barbecue bristol's bristol's sick for everything for music um you know foods just a general culture street art everything it's just it's an awesome place to be and um yeah i mean there, there, there's something for everyone here and everything sort of seems to take off and there is a scene here for everything and, and definitely barbecue and just general just general good food here is you know is, is, is everywhere there's lots of little street food pop-up events there's people doing different things obviously we've got grill stock here um, there's some other, you know, we've got a meat liquor now. Um, there's some other people doing some barbecue stuff. So yeah, it's a cool place to be. Um, and I think, you know, good barbecue. Everyone has a, a good bit of barbecue. So as long as you're doing it properly, you know, people are going to eat it. I think. Yeah, meat liquor. I, I'm I'm going to jump in with a story. I'm one of the uh, triple chili challenge winners. I went there. I was, I was a little bit. Bye. I'm going to have to put it out. I'm a little. I was a little bit disappointed with the triple chili challenge. If you're listening, uh, you can <laughs> send your hate mail to me, and I'll deal with that and come back. You can give me a do me a better. <laughs> challenge i mean i was on a date with uh, so uh not with me uh, not with not with barbecue <laughs> not with big barb's forte i was uh i was i was with with the missus and i so i actually actually tried being a, a little bit more sophisticated i did it with a knife right. and a fork and i still smashed the time i was like under half the time limit with a knife and a fork and i was like well that was disappointing got a free meal though yeah. <laughs> there's um there's a challenge in bristol in, in a little place called the hub goblin and they um they, they've got smokers at the back and they smoke all their own pulled pork and stuff and they've got a challenge there. I think only one person's done it. Um, 
it's ridiculous, Dan. I mean, if you're ever in Bristol, I'll take you there and I'll, I'll watch He's you. up for the challenge. <laughs> he loves I'll a good challenge. You'll pay over yourself. It's it's just monstrous, but um, yeah. Sick. I'll, I'll definitely definitely take you up on that. Don't worry. Awesome. Yeah, I mean they've got uh, they've got a board up on the wall, and it's you know you've got the winners on the one side and all the people that failed on the other. Like one half of the board was failures and just taking up the whole wall, and then there's just one guy <laughs> and real happy with himself, but a little bit sweaty on the winning side. <laughs> they'll, they'll soon be two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'll hold you to that one. Yeah. <laughs> a good promotion for the podcast as well, isn't it? Yeah, you can yeah. do a live <laughs> podcast whilst eating. I might be a bit quiet, but we'll give it a go. I'll commentate it. <laughs> can we talk a little bit more about the like customization and stuff that you do to the the drum smokers? Sure. Like what what's available to us as options when we order one? Okay, so I mean the options are. I mean, there's not too many options because they they work so well as they are. I mean, but the more the more popular ones are people having more. Um, more cooking levels put in so for instance you could have one just for cooking ribs if you wanted to so you could have like four four levels that are really close together so you could just literally use it as a rib cooking machine or you can have an extra two racks in so you've got obviously like a smoky mountain or a pro Q, so you've got two stackers yeah. and then you can still still use the the, the lower u-bolts to put a water pan or a deflector on so it's sort of doubles the capacity um people um have the silicon probe eyelets put in so you can use your mavericks or your barbecue gurus oh, awesome um, um also we do the um the barbecue guru adapters that actually fit, fix onto the vent so um you can just plug your um your fans straight into it um because they work really well with the gurus as well and obviously the colours is probably the main the main thing. Some of the some of them are absolutely beautiful colours. They they're mm. unreal. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I picked. I picked. I mean, I can do a lot more colours, but um, I just sort of picked a handful. Right, I think there's nine or ten that are just that, that sell really well, and they just look awesome. I mean, when you see them in real life, they 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 look even more awesome. That's what people say anyway, and they do look pretty cool. So you've got the standard. Um, standard colours that are kind of like a gloss finish um, and then you've got the metallic finishes which look totally cool and then there's anodized finishes which are even more special um, I'm actually going to start um, a purple anodized one um, tonight actually after I get off the phone to you guys so yeah keep an eye out for the photos of that one nice awesome I've definitely. seen some very happy customers yeah. that have written some reviews of, of, uh, yeah, of yeah. them which have been yeah, awesome so cool, man. I mean, everyone's been. I think you know. I, I like to. I like to help as much as I can, and obviously provide a lot of um, sort of customer support. And it's very sort of you know direct. When people are talking to me, they can just talk to me on Facebook or call me, and I'll offer support. So yeah, keep the customers happy, and you know if they ever need any help using the equipment and stuff, I'm more than happy to help them out. But yeah, generally they just look really cool, and I think you know for the money, um, you get a really really decent smoker for the money and yeah competition quality really you know yeah so as standard you come with like the hooks for hanging your accessories and your yeah. bottle opener and all those bits that's all. it you get everything in the kit so you get a really a, quite a decent thermometer you get your pencil hook you get stainless steel handles you get your vents you get your charcoal basket um you get your vents on the top so yeah everything that you need i mean the only extras are um that you'd need to pay for really are the extra grill grates um, and the silicon probe I look for you can sort of you can have those installed wherever you want and obviously the the barbecue guru um vent system which we can add on as well. Cool and do you ship everywhere in the UK? Is there anywhere you you yeah, don't ship to? Everywhere in the UK, yeah. I mean I've shipped them up to um Scotland, um I've shipped them all over the UK really. I mean we do recommend that people come and sort of pick them up if they can do and sort of make a day out in Bristol. Um always recommend coming you know, visit the city, go to some nice food, and that way I can actually meet the people that are buying them and sort of talk them through everything, and we just make sure they're happy before they part with their cash, really, which is all part of it. You know, I just, I, I just want to make sure people are happy with their products. And, yeah. Good. That's, that's Sounds like great service. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? And if, you know, if they can't make it up, then I'm more, more than happy to ship them out to people. You know, it took me a few days to sort of, uh, a few sort of headaches, trying to get the packaging right 
obviously they're massive and they weigh sort of like 27 kilos, so they're not the easiest things to move around. But um, yeah, I've got on top of all the packaging now, and they they all run safely, so that's that's a good thing. I know for a fact we've got some European listeners because they've been uh, messaging me and stuff. Would you ever consider shipping to Europe? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've already I've done a quote to someone actually in um, in Germany. They were after one, so yeah, I think that I, I can ship them wherever. If people are willing to pay for the shipping, um, I can get them a quote. Obviously, I don't make any money out of the shipping. I would just give them you know the direct cost, and if they're willing, willing to you know pay the shipping, I will I will send them safely anywhere. Not a problem. Nice. That's all awesome to know. Mm. So get onto your website, which is Bristol Drum Smokers. Dot co. Yeah, uk. It's um, it's a work in progress. The um, website. I am actually. I'm building it all myself. Never built a website. Before, just sort of learning as I go along. Um, I'm getting there. Um, but the main thing was just to get the, the site up and sort of direct people to my Facebook page. In the meantime, where you know they can talk to me and place orders. So I'm. I mean, the website's up. It's got directions on how to use the smoker, so there's sort of a video, not video, um, photos of how to sort of set the smoker up and how to load it up and how to get cooking on it, which is like the, you know, the main thing that people need to know. Um, but there will be, um, the shop will be ready this week and I will start putting some recipes and some other goodies and stuff on there. So, yeah, it's uh, and Facebook, um, just look, search for Bristol so, Drum Smokers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, facebook.com dot com forward slash Bristol Drum Smokers. And yeah, that's if you if you need to talk to me, you know, just drop me a message on there, and I'll get back to you. Um, and we're on Instagram as well, um, which is oh, I've written it down somewhere because I always forget this one. <laughs> it's uh, Bristol Drum <laughs> Bristol Drum Smokers underscore UK. Um, and we're on Twitter as well, which is BB Smokers at BB Smokers. So yeah, we're we're on um, we're on the internet here and there. I spend you know more more on the Facebook page really, but um, check out Instagram to see sort of foodie pics and stuff as well. Awesome! Um, so like get on there and check them out, guys. Give them some follows. Definitely, definitely. You happy? Yeah, that's awesome. That awesome. So uh, that we, really we're actually about hitting the uh, hour mark, so I'm going to knock it on the head there, if that's all right. And uh, yeah, that was brilliant, brilliant, good chatting to you, really good chatting to you, and, and thank you very much. I've actually learned quite a bit, mm. so I've got a few notes here for me to go home and uh, actually try a few things out. So, so that was absolutely yeah, awesome, Danny. Thank you very much. All about. No, thank you for having me on, man. It was a pleasure to talk to you guys, and um, yeah, I look forward to meeting you guys over the summer at some events, hopefully, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely, we're definitely we'll gonna see you. See you yeah, definitely gonna see you around. So, cheers, Danny. Thank you very much, and uh, and we'll we'll chat soon. All right, take it easy, guys. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to United Q Barbecue Podcast, the only barbecue podcast in the UK. Brought to you by your host Dan from United Q and his co-host Barbecue Forte. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by our kind sponsors, ProQ Smokers. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with a top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Cheers for listening, guys, and uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye. Bye.